TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. And welcome to a Thursday edition of the Two Guys at a Mic Show, TalkZone.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Jack Washer, JW, is sitting in for the Big Dog today. Don't you worry, Big Dog fans. we got a lot of Big Dog fans out there. 83.5% of them are uh, Devorah's females, or soon-to-be Devorah's females. The other 17% uh, either are incarcerated or soon-to-be incarcerated. But that's the Big Dog audience. And then what I do, Jack, is I throw in the rest which leaves me about .005%. None of my fans, by the way, disappointingly enough, Devorah's women. I can't figure it out. But uh, great to have you. you, This is your second second, second appearance. You know what they say, the second time is always better. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Beautiful. Jack Washer, pride and joy. uh, Well, not of New Trier High School anymore. Now you've graduated on to where next year? Missouri. Missouri. Home of the Tiger. Yep. Great journalism school. Great journalism school. Broadcast school. Uh huh. So you get to make like a tape of the show and bring it to your. Uh... Yeah, yeah. That's how you get into the TV station. Oh. Get some jobs there. All right, David Olson. Make sure everything's sounding clear and crisp today. This is the collegiate <laughs> career. Freshman year might be riding on this particular tape. They don't like this tape. You might be headed for uh, you know a science lab or physics. <laughs> but if they like it, they could shoot you to the uh, the top of the sports department. So you could be doing. Uh, how cool would that be doing? To be announcing like Missouri, Illinois college football game. That's honestly my dream to do that. But you know, one step at a time for me. You know, past freshman year, mm-hmm. past sophomore year, get through college, and then worry about life. See, that was never my theory. I got a little bit greedy, and that's a reason for my lack of success. I was never a fan, and Joel's kind of right with me this on the one step at a time theory. I always like to go to like step six. I always found <laughs> step one, two, and three extremely boring, very essential. Yeah. Very needy, but extremely boring, and that's why we're doing uh, internet sports talk on a station that's still fighting to have listeners. So, Jack, whatever you do, my first word of advice for you, whatever you do, don't follow me and Joel's path. Okay. 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 We might write a book, and then you do everything we didn't. <laughs> yeah, you got that right. Uh, take it easy. David Olson, our producer, by the way, you want to join the fun here? You're more than welcome to Sports Talk and more. We'll jump off the sports page for sure. 888-463-6748. 888-463-6748. You got the Dan Hampton Chicago Bear uh, Circa 1985 jersey on. I'm going to take a wild guess that you're a big Bear fan. They open up camp tomorrow. Big Bear said, yeah, it's an honor of that. Now, down in Missouri, I was. I mean, are you going to be afraid to be a Bears fan? Or I think there'll, no, there'll be plenty of Chicago people. There. Yeah, but they're Rams fans, so, I mean, they really have nothing to cheer about. So I'm not really too worried about that. Right. In the packing list, are you, are you bringing a Hampton jersey to college? I'm not. I actually have a Briggs jersey I'll be bringing to college. You've got to say current. Uh-huh. So. Did you see the commercial the Bears were filming yesterday? I don't know if you saw this on the news or not. Uh, I saw that they were at the Union Station. Yes. Like giving high fives out. Yeah. Kind of cool. You mentioned Lance Briggs because he was one of the guys. Yeah. Yeah. Filming a commercial. I'm anxious to see the commercial, but how cool was that? People are coming yeah. up the escalator. That'd be interesting to walk, go up the escalator and you see Lance Briggs just sitting there, you know. Uh-huh. 
think he's going to tackle you, but he's going to give you a high five. Very, very cool. All right, so Big Bears fan, real quick, and we'll talk some football today. Training camp starts tomorrow. Uh, you know, we've mentioned uh, the last couple of weeks, football is starting to creep into the um, sports air here in the city of Chicago, even though it's 90 degrees and hot and humid. So it's a little bit hard to dig into football. But your initial thoughts, impressions on your beloved bear? Uh, my bears, uh, they're looking good this year. Uh, you know, made, I think they made enough uh, acquisitions in the offseason to, you know, actually make them a, you know, a contender this year and not like last year where it was just a pain to watch them. But, you know, I think with Mike Martz, you know, he's, he's a good offensive coordinator. I mean, he's led a team to a Super Bowl before with a Hall of Fame quarterback. So, I mean, you know he can do it. Uh, it's just a matter of if Jay Cutler can mm-hmm. listen to somebody and not have it be all about him. And you mentioned in defense of uh, or in support of Mike Martz, a Hall of Fame quarterback. Well, Kurt Warner, the guy you're talking about, before conducting, if I could use that word, Mike Martz's offense, yeah, he was not a Hall of Famer. He was bagging groceries yeah. and barely was a third-string quarterback. So I'm not going to say Mike Martz made Kurt Warner a Hall of Famer, but his offensive system is right there for you. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, Kurt Warner was made famous because of what his time in St. Louis. I mean, everyone remembers that year. That Tennessee coming up one yard short of a mm-hmm. touchdown, but I mean, you know, basically, I mean, and two years later when they lost to the Patriots, they were fourteen point favorites in that Super Bowl, and it just shows you that what Mike Martz did to St. Louis, and they had been a losing team for a long time. If I look back in my uh, storied career as a football couch potato, <laughs> storied career, by the way. Um, there certainly has been better offenses over a period of time. You know, the great San Francisco 49er offenses under Joe Montana, Troy Aikman, and the Dallas Cowboys. I still remember Bart Starr and the Green Bay Packers. But, yeah, I don't know, David Olson, how much of a football fan you are, but for one year. And you could say the same thing, by the way, about the Bears' 85 defense. There were defenses that were better for a long period of time. The Purple People Eaters from Minnesota, the Doomsday defense in Dallas. But for one year. The Chicago Bear defense in 1985, best. I'm trying to remain objective. I think I can. I've heard other national people say, best I ever saw. The St. Louis Rams offense, the one you're talking about, that won the for that one year, that was the best offense I ever saw. They were unbelievable to watch. Yeah. I mean, Kurt Warner, Marshall Falk, Isaac Bruce, Torrey Holt. Yeah. It was just, it was, they were unreal. And, and the beauty of it was they weren't afraid to make a mistake. Yeah. They, you know what? Intercepted our defense will get it back. <clears throat> and you know what? We're going to score next time. And they would just fling it down the field, and then they had the great Marshall Falk. That was such a cool offer. I have visions of that, probably <laughs> too much expectations, but hopefully we, the Bears can see a little bit of that. Yeah, I think uh, they got nicknamed the greatest show on turf because of their offense. You know, truly, I don't remember much. I mean, I was uh, yeah. pretty young, but from the games that I saw, I think it was it was a sight to see the Rams play back in those days. Then they got bad, mm-hmm. so. Greatest show on turf. I think the nickname for Ron Turner's offense the last three years, I believe, was Stuck on Turf. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Slight difference. (laughs) Yeah. Slight difference. I'm with you. And I think a lot of people are in the optimism uh, for the Bears this year. And uh, the guy who sat in your chair yesterday, a couple years younger than you, young junior, the great Babitsky, Sam Babitsky from Glenview, Illinois, he added that not only the players, but the coaching staff this year, you know, Mike Tice. Ex-head coach, yeah. coach on the offensive line, Rod Marinelli taking over the defense. So we got new players and we got new coaches. Uh, that yeah. adds to the optimism. Well, yeah. Um, you know, they had Rod Marinelli last year. You know, he was a defensive line coach. Our 
defense or uh, pass rush slash run defense wasn't great. So, you know, I feel I still feel he's a good coach. I feel Mike Tice coaching the offensive line. That's the biggest thing I feel they needed to improve on. Mm-hmm. You know, they got a great young star in Devin Aroma Shadu who came out at the end of last God year. God bless you. <laughs> and you know, I feel if they get him the ball more on offense, if Jay Cutler's not realizing that Greg Olson is not the only receiver mm-hmm. on his team, I feel they'll be very successful this yeah. year on the offensive side of the ball. Devin uh, Ramadishu. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Hope I didn't get any on me. He's a good example of one of those guys who, well, you know, he doesn't run 4.540. You know, he's not six feet three. His vertical leap is not, you know, 35 inches. He can't, you know, forget about it. The little bit we saw about him, all he does is get open. And catch the ball. Yeah, and that's you got. You gotta love that. He just works hard and gets open. You know, and if you get him the ball, he does some amazing things with the ball. So you know, mm-hmm. ah, I'm you excited. Want, you want to talk some football? Bear fan, Jack, uh, Jack Washer, the young bear fan and the veteran bear fan. If you're somewhere in between, feel free to give us a call. Or if you're on either extreme, we can do that too. Talk a little football along with baseball today. We'll get off the sports page as well. Normally, we can go news and notes and titillating tidbits. Quite frankly, there's. There's no big golf tournaments to talk about, no NASCAR, there's no Tour de France, ultimate Frisbee's in a slow period right now. Did you see that catch yesterday, by I the way? Saw, I was, oh my, I just, <laughs> my, my mouth just opened. I couldn't believe he caught that. That guy was great. Was he about 38 years old, probably? Yeah. little balding spot on top. Oh, yeah, that was the best part. One of the best catches I've ever seen. <laughs> 888-463-6748 if you want to check in. It's a little bit of slow, a uh, little bit of a slow sports time for some of the uh, nondescript sports, which we take pride in and publicizing here on the uh, Two Guys at a Mike Show. Jack, I don't know if you uh, listen to the program regularly, but we were the only station to give you stage-to-stage coverage of the Tour de France. Wow. Yeah. We didn't have any knowledge on it. We didn't break <laughs> it down, but we uh, we gave it to you the best we could. We were right there for you. Okay. Stage-to-stage coverage. I don't know, Dave, if you have the, uh, and again, our phone number, you want to check it, 888 888- Four six three sixty seven forty eight. I don't know if you or our general manager, the commander in chief Chris Whitting, who I haven't seen in four months. Take that back. I saw him once, and then he disappeared for another two months. Uh, to nominate particular shows for you know Emmy nominations or what 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 are the radio awards called? The Marconi Awards. I beg your pardon. The Marconi Awards. Marconi Awards. Yeah, Marconi. Named after ex pair of fullback Joe Marconi? No, named after Marconi, the guy that invented the radio. <laughs> Marconi invented the radio? Yes, he did. Jack Washer, graduate of four years in the Nutrier uh, Aviation, Aviation, Television and Audio Broadcasting Department. Were you aware that Marconi invented the radio? Well, actually, it was not part of the uh, television broadcasting department there I, yeah, same difference yeah. <laughs> although no. there is some dispute you know that say that you know tesla invented it but marconi stole it from him tesla 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 uh, i'll know. go with marconi <laughs> but have you ever heard of marconi i i heard the name before i didn't know it was associated with the radio so but you have heard of it. i have heard of all it. right so yeah. at least uh, at least a half a point for the nutrient audio and broadcasting department tv or whatever the hell they call it by the way is your uh Supervising teacher listening to this program is star student going big time. He's actually uh, out of the country right now, so he is unable to. We have to inform Jack that there is a thing called the Internet. Last time I checked, Dave, we are uh, emanating. I believe he said he was uh, on a family vacation. <laughs> <laughs> hey, teach, I'm going to be on the air. You can listen to me. Ah, sorry, I'll be in uh, Siberia. Yeah. We don't get the Internet. <laughs> Trying to avoid you a little bit. What? What's the... Um, 
biggest broadcast you got to do? The coolest one, the most fans, your best one, any uh, particular one stand up? I would say uh, it was last year. Uh, New Church played Maine South. What sport? Football. Woo! And, you know, the t- TV for Comcast was doing that game, and they had to throw us upstairs. Wait, so. that might have been me. It could have been you. I didn't know. You know, it was very Wait, cold. Wait, Nutrier, Maine South. I think we did. Th- was it raining? It was cold. It was very. Huh? Co- it was cold. I don't know if it was raining or not, but I remember it was cold. It, was the sophomore game played on the field next to it to protect the field? It might have been. Okay. So but, <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. guy you're getting mad at, that was me. But go ahead. Yeah. So we got thrown <laughs> up upstairs. So it was very cold, very windy. But you know, watching. The number one team in the state, made, or announcing the number one team in the state, made South, and watching a great young star at Matt Perez, you know, kind of run over us in the first uh-huh. half, and then we kind of came back. So me and my partner were feeling optimistic, and then, you know, mm-hmm. made South ended up winning, uh, you know, naturally. But you know, it was so a lot of fun to. You were doing radio or TV? Radio, yeah, okay. radio, yeah, and you know. I think they had them like fourth down and two, and they they read a play and they blew Matt Perez back up in the backfield. Too bad he didn't have the ball, and the quarterback <laughs> had it and walked in untouched. <laughs> so, you know, it was still a lot of fun. Now, but as a young announcer, did you? Uh, oh, they got him in the backfield! Yeah. What a tackle on Perez! Wait a minute, Perez did not have the ball. Did you guys mess up? I I messed up. My partner's like Jack. <laughs> they scored a touchdown. Like, oh, oh, oh. Bummer. <laughs> that reminded me, I don't, Dave, I don't know if you're old enough to, or uh, young enough, old enough, whatever the heck it is, to remember Jack Brickhouse doing the Bears games. He was on the way out when I was coming okay. out. Well, he so. was on the way out even when he was in. <laughs> the last, sort of like Harry, the last uh, five or sort of like Ron Sano, I should say. The last five years of the Hall of Fame Jack Brickhouse, and I love Jack Brickhouse, but the last five years he was completely lost and you'd be listening to the bears game on radio you know there's a end around look or uh what would it be there they're going for the kick and there it is it's a field goal three points for the bears check that check that they scored a touchdown that was the extra point kick like, yeah, what the hell is going on but uh in your young part of your career yeah. that can happen yeah so i mean not a problem i don't know just it's a good play very mm-hmm. good play what were well, your friends at school, your people, what evaluations? Do they give you a hard time when they listen to you? No, they normally give the person who's announcing with me a hard time. They never say I do a pretty okay. good job. So you, you do the color? I do the play-by-play. Oh, you do? Okay. And they, my color normally does not do a great job. So uh-huh. I normally save the broadcast. All right, cool. Beautiful. Well, how, how do you like that? We didn't even know each other, but we were up in the booth at the same time. One doing TV, one doing radio. Jack Washer checking in with the coach today. Two guys at a mic show talking sports and more. We do it each and every day, Monday through Friday. One hour a day, five in total. It's shocking, Jack, that they allow us uh, to do this program five hours a week. <laughs> Somebody in management made a poor decision, but we're taking advantage hey, of it. you got to take advantage. Thank you very much. 888-463-6748. Get back to football a little bit. Uh, and I remember I asked you last time, you are a Cubs fan first? Yeah. I'm sorry? Big, big Cubs fan, yeah. No, I heard you. I'm just sorry you're a Cubs fan. Oh. <laughs> ah. Well, I am too. But uh, all right, so we'll get to the White Sox in a second. Cubs lose yesterday 8-1. to one. They've been playing better baseball, Jack, but every time they take a couple steps up, yeah. They sink back again. Derek Lee turns down a trade. Your thought on the beloved Cup? Well, you know, they find 
they keep finding ways, new ways to lose. You know, I feel it's a curse if you have like Ted Lilly pitching or Randy Wells pitching, they'll score maybe two runs. Maybe two runs. That's being generous. And, you know, when their pitchers give up a lot of runs, their starting pitchers, then they score a lot of runs. And when they don't give up a lot of runs, they kind of let teams hang around. The bullpen comes in and gives up six runs. And it's very hard to watch the Cubs. And I still tune in every day just because I'm a diehard Cubs fan, but it's just getting tougher and tougher to watch. Mm -hmm. Them to lose to teams like Houston and Pittsburgh, who are in the cellars of the major leagues right now. So Since the All-Star break, there were brief moments when you thought, wow, this is the Cubs team we thought we yeah. would see this year. And there are moments, Jack, when they look like, you know what, this is a good ball club. Yeah. And then you, you start to get excited, and then boom, back they slide. It's frustrating. It's very frustrating. It's been that way the entire year. So. Yeah. But there is potential. It's like not like other Cubs teams where, you know, well, we're not any – Good, you know, we're kind of stuck in the mud. This team has talent, has potential, but like you said, they just can't find the right karma at the right time. Yeah, it's just our Derek Lee and Aramis Ramirez are starting to hit now. Two months ago, that would have been great, but I think feel it's a little late now, you know, mm-hmm. with all the trade talk and them being so far behind the Cardinals and the Reds, and it's just it's frustrating to see them just come around at this time and. Get hot right now. Carlos Lee, the ex-Chicago White Sox, ex-Milwaukee Brewer, ex-couple other things, ex-Lifetime customer, I believe, at Taco Bell and the Burrito Express in Milwaukee. <clears throat> Carlos Lee hit a couple of home runs. He's had a, a pretty good uh, major league career, been around for a while, still can whack him out. He had two home runs yesterday. Randy Wells, who's pitched pretty well. Yeah. Pitched pretty well of late, had a tough ball game, and uh, again, one run. That loaded Chicago Cub lineup. You mean John Jim Hendry? Must feel Tom Ricketts, the Tribune Company back in the day. You're paying all these millions to bring in all these high-powered guys. And again, one run. One run. It's Man. They had bases loaded, nobody out of the first inning, and got one run. And it, yeah, you know, normally they get zero runs, so it's an improvement. But mm-hmm. you know, it's so frustrating. Yeah, yeah. You gotta you gotta jump on teams when you got a chance. Yeah. When you when you got him down, I didn't even realize that. Guy. I didn't watch the ball game yesterday. Bases loaded, nobody out. If you don't collect, if you don't put three four runs in psychologically, it's advantage to the other team. Even if you just put one across. Yeah, it's just you got to take yeah. advantage of those big innings. The Cubs have not been able to do that. Yeah, and it's you know it's tough to put teams away. If you mm-hmm. let them hang around, they're gonna sooner or later they're just gonna score four runs. What do you think about D Lee? Uh, apparently, if you haven't heard, and again. Uh, Baseball fans, you want to check in, talk a little baseball here. We'll get back to football in a second. Uh, 888-463-6748. Derek Lee, apparently, we don't know who was in the trade, right? But he was going to be traded to Anaheim the Angel. Yeah. And he used his 510 clause and said, no, I'd like to stay with Chicago. And I, I personally like that because I, I don't feel they should get rid of him because he's a he's a great defensive first baseman. He can hit at times, you know. I feel... I feel Derek Lee's story this year is he's hit the ball very hard, and, you know, he's just hit it right at defenders. And it's unfortunate, but, you know, I feel like he's starting to turn it around a little bit. I feel he can creep his average up to 270, 280 by the end of the year. And, hey, that would be a decent year compared to his start where he was – the average was very, very, very low. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I feel, you know, the Cubs don't want to re-sign him, but – Unless you got a big name for space and you want to go out and get, yeah, I personally feel get him for another year or two. 
Why not? Mm-hmm. And uh, great attitude. Yeah, great The guy's attitude. a total class act. Very similar. I don't know if you remember the career, but you certainly saw over the weekend Andre Dawson got elected into the Hall of Fame. Yep. Derek Lee, very oh. similar to Andre Dawson. Quiet, very clean, well-respected by their teammates. Yeah, I would have to agree completely. I mean, you know, even when Zambrano was uh, having his little tirade in the dugout, mm-hmm. he's yelled at Derek Lee. And Derek Lee was just kind of standing there. He wasn't really doing much. He kind of made a couple motions, but... Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, all right, I mean, you're yelling at me. I mean, I guess I'll take it, whatever. If you saw Derek Lee's fight, a rare, rare moment of lost temper, two, three years ago that he went after the big, tall pitcher, Chris. Yeah. Uh-huh. If you saw Derek Lee uh, try, attempt, and I, I gently use the word attempt, to throw a couple of punches, Jack, I think we can safely say fighting is not his strong suit. Yeah, he kind of. Missed, and then the pitcher missed, and then just, it took each other down. I hate to uh, uh, criticize females. Yesterday I felt bad. Uh, I used the expression, does he throw like a girl? Which is a terrible thing to say, especially from someone like myself. I coach girls' sports. That's a put down to girls. But I'll do it again at the risk of sounding sexist here. He threw a punch like a girl. Yeah, I would have to say he did. Yeah. But beyond that, I, classy guy. Classic. Yeah. I could play for my team any 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 day. Maybe uh, one could argue we need a change of scenery, and the Cubs need to bring someone in just to get some new zest and fire on the team. But um, and the guy said in the paper, it's just a, it was not a professional decision, not a baseball decision, but personal. He's right. got kids. One of his kids has, I know, a, a disease of sorts with the eye. Yeah. yeah. And you know they're in school. The wife might want to stay here. So there's we see all we see is the baseball world. These guys have their own personal lives. Yeah, too. and you know. It's tough to leave a, you know, it's tough being a major league baseball player. It's tough to be a kid growing up of a dad being a major league baseball player because you're likely going to be moving around a couple times. And, you know, for the guys who get to stay in one city their entire career, that's mm-hmm. great. But, you know, it's tough. And I feel if you stay there long enough, you kind of, it's hard to go away. And I feel that's what he's kind of feeling right now. All right, very quickly, before we head to our first break, David Olson's got itchy finger over there and uh, giving us the uh, round-em-up rodeo-style signal. But uh, very quickly, White Sox, I don't know, again, I think I asked you this last time, but as a Cub fan, are you one of those White Sox haters, or are you okay with the South Side? More of a hater, but, you know, I, (laughs) (laughs) I I just don't pay attention to them. Okay. So hatred by disregard. Yeah. See, that's the worst thing, right? Being ignored. What's the old expression? I don't care if you hate me or love me, just don't ignore me. So you're giving the White Sox the worst treatment. Oh, you don't care about. Me. I mean, that's yeah. cold. I mean, yeah, I'm a Cubs fan. Okay. I feel yeah. you have to pick. Doesn't one. even have the energy. Doesn't even have the enthusiasm to even hate or dislike the team. Total disregard as a White Sox fan. I take your uh, attitude as a personal affront. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? Sounds good on radio anyway. All right, but. I know as a freshman heading into the University of Missouri, you're a true professional. So you could talk about the White Sox as a uh, great baseball story right now. And they yeah. went again yesterday. And Hottest team in baseball. I, I, you know, honestly, when they were losing this year, I was like, all right, good. Cubs, Cubs are bad. They're bad. I can live with that. Yeah. Then they started to get good. I started like, okay, wow. Yeah, we know. Then you they don't got care. very good. And, you know, they're trying to make moves. And, you know, Jake Peavy got hurt. Uh, they're trying to make. They're trying to get somebody, not really a pitcher, but they're trying to get a hitter mainly, just because I think their offense is struggling at times, from what I've read in the paper. And you know, it's a great story. You know, they got a lot of young talent. Paul Canerco probably have his best year right now. 
Which is saying a lot because he's had some good years. Oh, yeah. And uh, I don't know. It just seems like every time I see a highlight, he's hit a home run. Mm-hmm. So Everything you said about the Cubs when you said, you know, they hit one day and their pitching falls apart, the bullpen one day, the next day they don't pay. It's just, you know, the karma, nothing can fall into place. Basically, everything you said about the Cubs, that's exactly what's been happening for the White Sox in the last couple months. Yeah. Pretty I mean, much. everything is just falling into place. You look at their talent on the field, you think, you know, I thought they'd go on a hot streak for a while, but I can't believe they're playing this well for this long a period of time. Yeah. You know, I feel it's like them and the Cincinnati Reds, uh, I had no idea they were going to do that this year. Mm-hmm. And I'm just waiting for both those, uh, both of those teams to just choke, crack, and... It hasn't happened yet. All right, we'll talk some uh, baseball. We come back. We'll get down to the particulars of the White Sox win yesterday, six to five. A little bit of a uh, edge of the seat burner in the last uh, eighth and ninth inning, but the Sox hold on for a win and they sweep Ichiro and the Mariners. We'll get into that. Some other league, uh, major league baseball games, and then back to football. We got to talk some football today with training camp for NFL teams starting tomorrow. College football not far away. Real quick as we head into the break. Now you're. Headed to Missouri when Missouri yep. plays your beloved Illinois Fighting Illini. I'm assuming you will now be rooting for the Missouri Tigers. No, I will be rooting for the Missouri Tigers. <laughs> Very depressing. <laughs> Understandable, but depressing. All right, we'll be back. Jack Washer and the coach, you could join us. Phone lines are open, nine lines open if you want to squeeze in. 888-463-6748. Back in a minute. Two guys in a mic. for your calls on Two Guys and a Mic. Call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn. Uh, kills me, Jack. It kills me every time that guy comes out. Once again, maybe just because I hear it so much, but it sounds like he's tired. It's understandable, but it's a tape. How can the tape get tired? You know, the same guy, the same tape. The first couple days we were on, it was like, once again, here's the coach. And now it's like, ah, once again, the coach, John Cohn. Same Boring. Guy. Thank you very much. 888-463-6748. David Olson, our producer. A couple of more sound effects like that. And we will have an opening for a new producer, Jack Washer. Joining us in studio, Big Dog, back tomorrow. Don't you panic, Jack Washer fans out there. You want to uh, call in and uh, test the knowledge of Jack. Maybe throw a trivia question at him. Or uh, if there's any embarrassing moments in his previous career, you want to bring that out on the Internet, what the heck. That's what we're here for. I'm sure there's a few of those, right, Jack? Yeah, there's a couple. <laughs> 888-463-6748. You can email us too. Mike, two 
guys at AOL.com. MIC and the number two. Mike, two guys, AOL.com. The Sox were down five to one yesterday. After what, inning? I didn't watch the game. Inning and a half, that's right. Just interesting. Mm-hmm. Gordon Beckham hits a two-run homer in the second. All of a sudden, it's five to three. They chop away, they chop away. They get a six to five lead. The bullpen was unbelievable. Burley was bad. But they threw their four best bullpen guys. White Sox might have best bullpen in baseball. I would say it's, it's up there. Uh, I I know Matt Thornton's very good. Bobby Jakes can be good. He can also be very bad. Yep. So, uh, but yeah, I, their bullpen is pretty good. They, yeah. uh, I think Burley lasted through the fifth inning, and then they threw Sergio Santos, one year away from being a uh, a shortstop, hadn't pitched. And all of a sudden, he's throwing in the major leagues. That's unbelievable. He's doing so well. So they threw Santos, then Thornton, then J.J. Putz, or Putz. Yeah. As Joel said, when he's pitching good, it's Putz. Yeah. <laughs> when he's pitching bad, it's J.J. Putz. He's been J.J. Putz of late. He's been lights out. And Bobby Jenks was unbelievable. Four bullpenners shut Seattle down. They win 6-5. to five. Amazing. Comeback victory. That's a, you know, that's a great way to win, you know. Starter gets, gets in trouble. Team kind of chips away, and the bullpen just holds it. Does not give up any more runs, gives the team a chance to win the game. Now, if you want to get on the uh, negative side, and again, baseball fans, you want to check in, 888-463-6748. Uh, if you want to get on the negative side for the team that you totally disregard, Jack, all the great baseball they've played in two and a half months, the uh, since the All-Star break, continuing hot. They sweep Seattle. They've won 17 out of 18 at home, 10 in a row. Here's the negative. They have but a one-game lead. Over the Twins. Over the Minnesota Twins. And I feel the Minnesota Twins are destined to get back to the playoffs. And, you know, it's always the Twins have won that division seven or eight times in the last ten years. And, you know, here and there you got the White Sox, maybe the Tigers. But I feel the Twins are in it, and they're playing well right now. You know, they have one pitcher who is, like, their number three pitcher, and he has 13 wins right now, Carl Pavano. And, yep. Uh, so... And I feel Joe Bauer, who claimed he was not feeling well at the plate, and he actually laid out a butt a couple weeks ago. He just went, I think he's right now, 10 for his last 11. So he's heating up right now, and when he's heating up, that whole team's heating up. So mm-hmm. I mean, Carl Pavano, by the way, the fountain of youth, uh, ever since he started, uh, stopped, I should say, dating Hollywood starlets, his career has got revitalized. Yeah, I also feel it's his mustache. Yeah, so. Let that be a lesson to all the uh, young pitchers out there. You know, you start dating the Alyssa Milanos of the world, and uh, it can be fun off the field. It can create some problems. Carl Pavano uh, happily settled down, I think, pitching much, much better. Yeah. Very impressive. Very impressive. All right, so if you had to make a pick, and don't forget the Detroit Tiger either. They're right in there. If you had to make a pick right now, Tiger, White Sox, Twins, I get a feeling you're inching towards the uh, Minnesota Twins. Yeah, I would say the Twins. By the end. I feel it'll be a good, good uh, pennant race or yep. good division race, mm-hmm. but in the end, I feel the Twins will pull ahead and, you know, just yep. too much, too much. And the Sox will just fall apart. They'll lose like four in a row, five in a row, and the mm-hmm. Twins will win. But you wouldn't care if they did because you have total disregard yeah, for the pretty, Sox. Yeah, true. <laughs> uh, and, and I would sadly, I would agree with you. I think if, if a push came to shove and my life depended, I think I'd pick Minnesota to win it. I love their manager, Ron Gardenhire. And you mentioned one thing real quick, and then we'll go over some of the other baseball games from yesterday, uh, that Joe Maurer really has had a Joe Maurer-less first half of the season. Yeah. And the, and again, they're one game out. Yeah. If Joe Maurer starts playing MVP ball like he can, 
Lights yeah. out. Look yeah. out. Exactly. Okay. So. All right. 888-467-4748. Real quick, before we get back to football, other games yesterday, Jack. Cincinnati knocked off Milwaukee 10-4. to They're tied for first now with the Cardinals. Five in the sixth, five in the eighth. The Cincinnati Reds look like uh, they're in it for the long run. Yeah. Uh, the great team, great young team. Joey Votto, probably the best young player I think I've seen in a while. He just even though know, he hates your team. Oh, he hates our team. I know that. Um, but him, Scott Rowland's kind of turning his career around right now. He had a couple down years, but played really well this year. And uh, their pitching staff, and they were supposed to have, uh, I believe, it was like a Roldis Chapman. He's supposed to be a great young pitcher out of Cuba. He hasn't come up yet, and yet their their starting pitching is probably the best I think I've seen mm-hmm. in the National League. So. You know, even without this guy who could throw 100 miles an hour, they're, they're doing really, really well. And I'm very happy to see them and St. Louis go at each other in the final two months. You know? Hoping maybe that the Cubs can sneak in, or are you just happy to see those two teams back? If the Cubs can get hot, the Cubs can get hot. I just haven't seen enough where like they can string together five wins in a row. Mm-hmm. All right, so. Philadelphia, real quick, MLB, round them up, wrap them up, Jack. Uh, Jack. Washer helping us out here, the pride and joy soon to be at the University of Missouri, heading out to the college career. In a couple of weeks, Philadelphia knocked off Arizona 7-1. to Roy Halladay, his eighth complete game. I don't think the Cubs have eight complete games as a staff. Probably not, no. And Halladay has eight himself. He's amazing. Yeah, he's a great pitcher. It comes off some up, though, uh, when, they, when he came to Chicago. But he's a great pitcher, and he can, he's very durable as Eight complete games. So he's able to uh, close out games, you know, not be done after seven. You know, feels like the Phillies like rely on him to complete a game. You know, him and Cliff Lee, I feel, are just workhorses. Loaded Philadelphia team. They've struggled this year a little bit, like the Cubs. They just you know can't find the right karma. But they're only three games back. Bobby Cox in his last year as a manager in the Atlanta Braves. Uh, we might not see you again. You might be a college. So I ask you for your prediction now. If you're wrong, I'll track you down, like in a class somewhere in the uh, late September, and find you. Uh, you think Philadelphia catches Atlanta? Who wins that particular race? I feel Philadelphia is too banged up right now, and Atlanta, they'll just run away with the division. There it is. A lot of people in Philadelphia was uh, at the start of the year. They were the consensus pick to go to the World Series. Yeah, and I, I would have to agree. You know, they're. If you looked at the team, I would put them in the World Series, definitely, but mm-hmm. too many injuries. All right, San Francisco Giants knock off Florida 10-9. to Wild game back and forth. It went, I think, at the 10th inning, Andres Torres, who went 4-4, four for four, gets a big hit. The Giants are uh, red hot, 18 of their last 23, getting solid pitching. They're two back of San Diego. Um, I think San Francisco's going to overtake San Diego, but a big win for them yesterday. They're sort of like the National League version of the White Sox, red hot right now. Yeah, and I... I've always been a big fan of the Giants, you know, watching them play. In the years of Barry Bonds, you know, granted, you know, with that story of Barry Bonds, it kind of puts a damper on things. But, you know, when they let him go, get a great young pitcher like Tim Lentz to come in there, who's won the Cy Young the last two years, and Pablo Sandoval, great hitter. I feel they're they're destined to make the playoffs this year. Take and they over. have a rookie that's a rookie of the year candidate, great name, Buster Posey. Oh, I have. Yeah. I don't know that I've seen the kid play. I've seen a few highlights, but Buster yeah. Posey, uh, he's a rookie of the year candidate. He, yeah. They brought him up for the majors, and he hit right away. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I heard the name before. You know, honestly, I just haven't really been able to put him together with the team yet. Mm-hmm. I, I feel he's 
I feel that Dave should be he should be a part of the Arizona Diamondbacks. He's not apparently, you know. So maybe he should be like a boxer. Yeah, that'd be actually a good idea. Yeah, Buster. Buster. Posey. Maybe it was another Buster Posey that you knew. Yeah. In <laughs> the Three Stooges, I think the in one of the segments where they have boxing wasn't there a Buster Posey that was like boxing Curly? Oh no, it was Bust Off. Not a Stooges fan. I can't say on the Stooges. Dave, oh, we we haven't talked about this. No, ladies and gentlemen, maybe that's why I never brought it up. Because yeah, I oh, I, and I, usually the two of us. Well, we've had some, you know, a very uh, yeah, intelligent yeah. conversation. I respect your knowledge of TV and movies. The Three Stooges. Nope, do we nothing are, for me. Oh, never have. Never I think have. Curly is the greatest comedian of all time. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness, not a Three Stooges fan, huh? I, I was when I was younger, I was a little rascals guy. Boring. Well, I, hey, yeah, Robert Blake, right? Wasn't he a little rascal? Uh, yeah, yeah. Not your favorite little rascal? No, he was at the he was at the end when they became okay. our gang. Okay. Those were not as good or as was the older he a, ones. He wasn't a Bowery boy, was he? Have no those, idea who that is. The Coach. Bowery boys were yeah. pretty good too. That was a comedic team, but not a Stooges fan. Ladies and gentlemen, are soon to be ex producer well, no, 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 David. No, 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 no. You got to realize. I mean, when, when I was young, they would lump them all together. So not only would you get the Curlies, you'd get like the Joe Davolas and uh, Brutal. And so it was just sort of like now Shemp, yeah. Shemp, Shemp, one of the more underrated athletes of all time. Shemp never got the due respect. Jack's looking at us like we're talking. Uh, uh, advanced chemistry. You have seen the Three Stooges. Uh, I've seen a couple episodes. Not much. Kill him. He talks little, the little Three Stooges. Little bit it's the same way time. he talks about the White Sox. Total disregard. <laughs> I mean, my dad's a big Stooges guy. There you but, go. Thank yeah. you, Dad Washer. Thank <laughs> so. you. See, the Stooges, this is what's wrong with the young generation. Too much time playing video games. Too much time on Facebook. Not enough time watching old Three Stooges shorts. Yeah. <laughs> whoop, 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 whoop. Play Swedenman. <laughs> Oh, goodness. I still remember. Huge Three Stooges fan as a kid. Huge. And then at certain age, my parents would not let us watch it because it's pretty violent. <laughs> pretty violent. And, and we'd start, we had three brothers and apparently, and then one younger sister. And we'd start beating on each other. So for whatever reason, uh, at some point, they cut us off. So from maybe age 10 or 11 till college, I, the Stooges just dropped out of my... my uh, Viewing spectacle. And I still remember in college, when I was at the University of Illinois, they had a Three Stooges festival at a movie theater. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to check it. It'll be stupid, but I got to go back to my kid days when I loved them so much. I'm, I'm sure it'll be childish and silly, but I'll go back and watch it just for old times' sake. And what you don't realize, there's an adult level to the Three Stooges. And I say that I was shocked. I liked it better than when I was a kid. And at the age of 19, I became hooked on the Three Stooges. Proud to say my two kids, by the way. Big fans of the Three Stooges. So it's not just your gender. There are some Three Stooges fans out there. And I will add this. If there's any Three Stooges fans or uh, dislikers, like David Olson, our producer, 888-463-6748. One of the greatest examples of the X chromosome and Y chromosome, guys and girls, you, you have young kids watch the Three Stooges for the first time. We did this at a kid's birthday party. We showed Three Stooges short. And girls will look at it and like, what is and, and and the young kids watching it automatically loving it. It's the X chromosome, Y chromosome thing. The Three Stooges. Curly, if you're out there, up there somewhere, you're the greatest comedian of all time. Curly number one, 
Don Rickles two, Rodney Dangerfield three. And make sure you talk to the commander in chief about that because he is also a huge three stooges. Had a boy. Chris so, Whitty, the man I haven't seen for yep. two months, yep. just gained some all new respect. Well, he's back there in the office watching Three Stooges yeah. DVDs. Ask so. me if I've taken a bath lately. I, I I would care not to. Jack, ask me if I've taken a bath lately. I, I don't want to. Okay, get an audience here. Have you taken a bath lately? No, why is one missing? Yes. Yeah, ask me to. That, ask that, me. That's why I don't like the Three Stooges. Ask me to uh, call you a cab. Hey, coach, can you call me a cab? Yeah, you're a cab. Thank you very much. All right. <laughs> Back to our regularly scheduled program. How did I get onto the Three Stooges, by the way? We were talking the Giants. We made a transition. Yeah, I don't remember. Maybe it was Pablo Sandoval, who could be the black curlet. You were talking about Buster Posey. Ah, there it is. There it is. There was a Three Stooges segment with a (laughs) boxer named Bustoff who got drunk. He couldn't box. Curly had to take his place and go in and fight. <laughs> All right, moving on very quickly. Uh, the final game I wanted to mention, uh, St. Louis 8, the Mets 7, the Cardinals win. Wild game here, Jack. Uh, uh, St. Louis scored 6 in the first off Johan Santana. Wow. 6 in the first. That's... The Mets battled back, and uh, St. Louis wins it in the 13th inning. Albert Pujols with a base hit, so the Cardinals win a uh, tight one. How about uh, as a Cub fan? Cardinal hater? You know, I respect the Cardinals are very good. I respect Albert Pujols. Uh, you know, I feel I would never let him beat me. If there was a way I, that I would, could walk him and move on to the next center, I would do it just because, I mean, he claims he's having a down year right now. He's hitting mm-hmm. 300 right now. Normally, that's not good for him. But In was, your young career following baseball, if you had to pick the top three hitters you've ever seen hit? Albert Pujols. Okay. Derek Lee before this year, and uh, probably would have to say Joe Bauer. Okay. No Ichiro Suzuki? No, not really an Ichiro guy. Yeah. He's close. Yeah, I, I'd have to, I mean, I, I respect his three, but mm-hmm. uh, Ichiro, it would, especially when he was grooving five, six years ago. It's hard yeah. because uh, he's well, an amazing he, hitter. We don't get to see Seattle baseball. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he, yeah, because he never hit for power or anything yeah. like that. He's like a pure get-on-base guy. Yeah. So. But he, he can hit the gaps. He, you know what he reminds me of is Rod Carew. Remember Rod Carew? Vaguely. Once again, he was on the way out when I was coming yeah. up. So. Left-handed hey, batter. Just, just for reference, whenever this age thing comes up, Big Dog and I are the same age. Sorry about that. Yeah, well, there you <laughs> go. So we got three generations working here. The young... The middle and the old. The young and the restless here. Very nice. All right. Uh, any other baseball thoughts, Jack? If you had to pick a uh, World Series right now, if you had to pick two teams that are going to meet up, some good battles, some good division. I think it's going to be a fun season to oh, watch. Yeah. I know you won't be able to watch it because you'll be immersed in studies and the social atmosphere of the University of Missouri. Yes. Uh, but I would have to say right now I feel it's going to be Tampa Bay Rays out of the American League. Wow. Tampa Bay. And then you take... The San Francisco Giants and the National nice. League. Nice. You mesh them together. Nice. The South against the West. Yep. Tampa Bay. And they've proven they're for real. They are for real. And, yeah. you know, they're they're, lead, they're leading the wild card by a lot right now. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think they'll catch the Yankees. But, you, hey, you don't need to win the World Series. You oh. don't need to win your division to win the World Series. Okay. So, so they're going to be one of the many wild card teams that will advance to the World Series. Yeah. I mean, okay. all you need to do is get in. And then the rest will take care of itself. Mm-hmm. Get in and then win. San Francisco Giants were my pick at the uh, start of the year. Then they had that slump. Yeah. 
and it didn't look so good. But then uh, Pablo Sandoval started eating again, and the Giants <laughs> came back. If you watch the Giants, basically they go the way Pablo Sandoval's diet goes. Every time they try to put him on one of those ridiculous diets, the whole team goes down. He starts eating. He's happy. Everybody's happy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, 888-463-6748. You only got about 10, 12 minutes left to check in. Jack Washer joined in the coach today, University of Missouri, uh, soon to be, entering his freshman year. Last time we talked to you, Jack, at the start of the summer, for the female listeners, we have a solid female listening audience. We like to say our our show is a sports show that the non-sports fan can enjoy. <laughs> Unfortunately, the actual sports fan doesn't particularly enjoy it. So, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a give and take. What can you do? Yeah. But uh, for the female fans that are out there wondering, uh, are you still single and available, or has the summer been um, a little bit more attaching for you? No, I'm still single, still available. Yeah, there it is. Got a couple weeks left. There it is. Right there for you. <laughs> Mike, two guys at AOL.com, ladies. Mike, two guys, M-I-C and the number two. Now, last time, some guy named Earl wrote in interested about you, and we had to disregard that. Yeah. So, ladies only. Yes. All right, ladies! <laughs> All right, very good. Back to football real quick uh, in the collegiate football front. Uh, your, any idea how your University of Missouri team is going to be? I've, I've been told that they are supposed to be very, very good this year. Uh, you know, the schedule, I've looked at it. It's favorable. They should get out to a hot start. Then they play. Then it gets pretty tough. You know, they, they play Illinois right at the beginning. Um, first game? First game, September 4th at the uh, Edward Jones Dome in St. Louis. Of late, that's been great for Missouri, not so good for Illinois. Yeah, and so we hope that continues. Then they play (laughs) just four jokes, and then they play. They they go on a road to Texas A&M, come back for homecoming against Oklahoma. Wow. So that should be a fun game to watch. (coughs) Those are their first three games? No, those are after their five-joke game. So they should be 5-0 when they go and play Texas A&M. Then they play Oklahoma, and then go on the road to play Nebraska in the last Big 12 game between those two teams. So Nebraska, after everything is said and done, still this year yep. competes in the Big 12. Yep, and last game, and a bunch of – my roommate, who is from Omaha, has actually got, gotten tickets for us to go up and see that game. I so. may need to talk to your roommate, <laughs> because I'm going to Omaha on Sunday. Really? Coaching in the Maccabi game, so mm-hmm. – uh, Remind me after the show. We'll take care of some personal business there. Let me ask you this. Nebraska dropping out of the Big 12, do you think when teams play them this year, uh, you think they're going to have extra inspiration because, hey, you guys are dropping out of our conference. We're going to beat you the last time, or is that overrated? You know, I feel, you know, I don't feel it will be that much, but I feel if you, you know, you beat them, people will be like, all right, we get the last laugh with them. So mm-hmm. I feel it'll be, kind of, I feel it'll be bigger between, Nebraska, Missouri, just because it's a bigger rival mm-hmm. rivalry between the two teams. So you know, I'm very excited for yeah for Missouri football. Very very cool. You get to be a fan now. Big Twelve football. I love the Big Ten, but Big Twelve football has got to be awesome. And how does it work for college kids? Are you automatically as a freshman? Do you get a ticket to the games? Yeah, uh, I, you got to order them early, but you know, I got got my ticket. Cool. So. Got to be fired up for that. There's like a special student section. Yeah. Not like Block M or anything like that? No. They actually do have a Block M, though, and uh, I forget which end zone it is, uh-huh. but there's a there's uh-huh. a hill, and a bunch of years ago, the students actually you know, carved an M, mm-hmm. and it's actually like a freshman project where you go and like kind of polish the M up, make sure it's looking nice, and you know, uh-huh. people will sit up there on game day, and it's 
That's great, the best. Great That's the best. Just just listening to Jack talk, David, it brings me back to the you know days when you're going to college and you're going to the football games as a student. Those were the best. Where, I forget which uh, institution of academic higher learning did you attend? I went to Columbia College. We Columbia. Didn't have, we didn't have a football team. I, well, I think we do somewhere in our tapes. I think we have a highlight, at least a sound effect. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, so we got it carded up. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. A Columbia football game, I think, back in David Olson's career. Let's see. The tape is not real good. Let's get a listen. <laughs> Apparently not a lot of fans at Columbia College. <laughs> Did you have any sports teams at Columbia? Nope. Intramurals? Nothing. We had, we, had, we, had, we had a pool table in the student lounge. <laughs> that was about it. I was going to ask, was there a par th- Was there a miniature golf course nearby? <laughs> All right, that was it, huh? That so, was about it, yeah. Right, yeah. So, but this is a school to teach. Columbia, as you know, probably you thought about going there because it's a great school for radio yeah. announcers and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I, I envy it. That's going to be so cool going to Big 12 football games and University of Missouri. Now, and a, the, the whole roommate thing fascinates me. Because it just seems weird. I mean, back when I was your age, it was natural. But now to think about being thrown into a small room with some guy you don't know, it's just a weird concept. So I ask you, are you have you found out who your roommate is? Yes, I have. He's from Omaha. And, you know, oh, this is the, the guy. The, okay. guy yeah. uh, have you met him? I have met him before. He's a really nice guy. And, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm excited, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just that kind of. So it's is the dorm still the way they used to be, small little two-person dorms? Yeah, you know they they still are. I mean they've got a little bigger, a little little bit nicer, but a little bit nicer. You know. they got computers in all the rooms. No, uh, no, but you have to. I had to purchase my own laptop. So. They have the hookup for the computers. Yeah, they do. Uh-huh. Hookup. So now speaking of the hookup, uh, bad transition here, but uh, back in my day, co-ed dorms were just becoming, you know. Just becoming the thing, but I think now, correct me if I'm wrong, it's like it's most most dorms are co-ed. Yeah. So is it floor by floor, or even within the? It's within. It's even within the floor. You know, you could have guys and girls' rooms like right next to each cool. other. I'm sure that's very comforting to your parents. Yes, I remember when I went to school my first two years at Tulane, and they actually had a girls' college part of Tulane. It was called Sophie Newcomb College. Named after uh, his daughter, the guy, uh, whoever Mr. Newcomb is, probably related to the radio guy. Who's the radio inventor of the radio again? Marconi. Yeah, uh-huh. I think Marconi and Newcomb had a brief, brief tryst back in the day, but uh, that's a whole other story. But apparently his daughter, Sophie Newcomb, drowned. And he started this college, and one of the things he said was that any girl that graduates this school has to be able to swim a certain amount. So that was kind of a weird thing for the girl. But if you wanted to take out one of the girls or date one of the girls from Sophie Newcomb College, you literally had to like go through a passcode system <laughs> to get into the female dorm. It was unbelievable. Security restrictions. I think I still remember my passcode, by the way, sadly <laughs> enough. High school career, not very good, David Olson. College? Late blossomer, but I did okay in college. Thank you very much. Um, but the roommate thing is, is very, very weird. So you'll be just with him. In a dormitory, have you checked out the rooms? Yeah, they're they're not bad. You know, you got the mini, the mini ice boxes. They still got those? <laughs> no, they do not have those. It was not, a, again. It's been thirty years since I've been in college. But the rent a mini ice box thing? I, we got a fridge. 
So. Oh, you you got a fridge in the dorm. Yeah. See? Shows you the age difference. So we had to rent. There was a little place that had a racket. Rent the little, you got a fridge in the dorm. Very nice. Well, yeah, you know, he's probably got one that's about this big. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, well, those, yeah, those things are cheap. They sell them everywhere. They're only, yeah. like, they're only like 80, 90 bucks. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so. I had a horror, I don't want to scare you, I had just a horror show of roommates. Freshman year. The first guy was a, uh, a total drug addict. Total drug, I think he dropped out like after two months. <laughs> really, really weird. And then I had another guy, I had like four roommates freshman year. One guy uh, was there for like three months we went on spring vacation, never came back. <laughs> and another guy, speaking of the mini icebox, he had a habit of chewing tobacco, a disgusting habit. But what he would do is he'd have one of those containers as a, as a splatoon, <laughs> and he'd keep it in the icebox. Every time I'd go in the icebox, no matter how hungry you are, you get to look at that yellowish, brownish, disgustingest thing. I lost a lot of weight in college. <laughs> What did I have? Yeah, I had like four or five roommates uh, freshman year, and then then it got cool after that. But uh, I don't want to scare you away on that. So, well, so. Did, did you ever think it was you, not them? I did, but uh, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're the only constant across. I, I understand. I didn't cause the guy to be a drug addict. He was a drug addict. He was like an architecture student. Long hair. Had a girlfriend who he brought over while I was in the dorm. It was a beautiful thing. I became a. Um, not an unknowing voyeur, but an unwilling voyeur, whatever the hell you call it. But he, he only lasted about a month. College was not for him. I tried to get his female girlfriend to stay, but she she went with him. Yeah. No, it wasn't me. I take no responsibility for that. See, like a science guy. He's got, you know, he's like a math. You go with the constant. Killing me. 888-463-6748. Before the show ends, Jack, I want to thank you uh, for coming in. Best of luck, by the way, at school. Thank you. And uh, hopefully the career, uh, academics, but uh, the radio and broadcast. Anytime you come back, you're more than welcome to come in. All right. All right. And um, a couple of minutes left on the football front. Uh, get back to our beloved bear. I like the number 99 you're wearing. Very nice. How many jerseys you got at home? You got a Briggs? The Briggs. A got Hampton. this one from my dad, who was a big Bears fan. Went to every game of the 85 season, even the Super Bowl. Does he still go? Oh, yeah. Still nice. season tickets. So. Okay. And uh, got a Walter Payton, actually. Got a nice. very cheap one at a flea market yeah. one time. So. Whatever happened to your number eight uh, Rex Grossman jersey? Never got one. They got it never did get one. <laughs> <laughs> I've got an autographed picture of Robin Earl in my office that your dad can have. <laughs> yeah. Robin Earl does a show uh, on occasion immediately following our show. Okay. Yeah. Very helpful. Quality, quality individual. Good tight end for the uh, Chicago Bear, but again, uh, we talked about it early in the program, optimism high for the Bears this year. Oh, yeah, very very optimistic right now, and, you know, it should be a fun year, especially if Brett Favre decides to retire finally, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm well, wait, Biggest improvements, now last year we were okay, we talked about the coaching staff, getting to the players, who are who do you think are the players that are going to lift us to that next level? You mentioned Aramidishu. Aramidishu, uh Phil Chester Taylor, you know, he's always been a he's a compliment to Adrian Peterson, and I felt he was a great one. And with a guy like Matt Forte, I feel if you add Chester Taylor in there, have a good solid backup in there, I feel that should be very good. Uh, also, Julius Peppers, the biggest name they signed in the off season. If he can, if he can be what we're paying him, I'll be very happy. And then finally, a former Bear and now. Current Bear, Chris Harris. I like him. I always loved him, and I yeah. hated when they let him go. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I feel he should be, he should hold that secondary mm-hmm. down, and I feel that's 
the one area on the defense I feel they needed to improve on greatly. Yep. And Still a question mark defensive back. The linebackers should be great. We forget, Matt, that uh, you know Brian Erlocker got injured. First game of the year last year, we almost take it for granted, but Erlocker yeah. is back. Erlocker, Briggs, and uh, Northwestern product, Nick Roach. Nick Roach. He got Pisatino Isamoa yeah. backing up, and there's another good we got like, Hillenmeyer. Yeah. Who's not bad as a fifth linebacker, so yeah. that's a strength. Exactly. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, hopefully they don't make me watch Rams games down at Missouri, but, you know, maybe they'll be 0-8 and they'll forcibly watch How them. hard, I'm trying to think now, to get Bears games at Missouri. It'll be tough, one. You it, may have to find, like, a Bears bar. I, I may have to. I may have to find a yeah. Chicago friend who has a if you're like me, hookup. you, you got to get your Sunday fix of the Chicago Bears. Oh yeah, I will. I will be trying hard. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. Well, when you come home for a Thanksgiving, stop in and do a show, and we can talk. At that point, the Bears should be what about eight and zero, nine and zero. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, around that time, and maybe one loss. Yeah, eight and one. All right. Cool. Thanks for doing the show, man. Okay. Jack Washer, uh, check it in. Big Dog will be back with us tomorrow. David Olson, thank you so much. Even though you don't like the Three Stooges. We will find a way to survive over the next couple of weeks. Maybe not longer than that, but we'll find a way. Thanks for listening, everybody. 10 o'clock tomorrow, the coach and the dog back at you.